the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Convention, Joe Biden and his party repeatedly assailed America as a land of racial, economic, and social injustice. So tonight I ask you a simple question How can the Democrat Party ask to lead our country when it spends so much time tearing down our country? I apologize. No discussion of cigars today. We're going to get straight into it. Why? Because what a week it has been. And we've got to start rapidly because my co-host, the Baron, may faint because no, you, went, no. you went to bed. <laughs> what time, Boris? Okay. Here's the deal. All truth. On the table. Cards. All truth? Okay. <laughs> so there's the, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a backstory to, this, to my answer. Here. Sorry, this is the 30th episode of the Battle for 1600 with the Baron, my co-host Boris Epstein, me, Sebastian Gorka, former strategist to the president, and with my friend who is the strategic, strategic advisor. advisor. Just that's all you need that's to know. Sh- the strategic advisor to the Trump campaign. So backstory, please. The backstory is this. I am an only child. And I'm very close. Like all the best people. Like all the best people are. All the great people. (laughs) And I'm very close to my parents. Uh, And I I talk to my dad about five times a day, my mom a couple times a day. And and, we're always on the phones. And when my my grandparents were alive, I used to talk to them, you know, five times a day. What were your names for your grandparents? I'm always curious what people call their grandparents. Um, uh, What were the nicknames? It was, uh, it's Russian, right? Because we're from Russian. No, I'm not a spy. Babulia is for. Babulia? And Dudulia for my grandpa. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, and they were wonderful people. My my grandfather was a World War II hero, fought against the Nazis. uh, For the Soviet Union, killed a lot of Nazis. (laughs) uh, And, 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 you know, scrambled eggs of medals. A chest full of medals. Yeah, chest full of medals. And. Fought uh, fought in Crimea and the fought in the Baltics. And, wow! Uh, with the forty fourth and the fifty first uh, Army uh, fighting back the Panzer divisions and then, and then wow. going up to the Baltics um, against the Nazis, all from literally from you know June twentieth to of nineteen forty one till oh my uh, actually he was on the way to uh, we're getting into it. But so my grandfather fought obviously on the on the you know what's referred to here as the Western Front, right? So you, you fought against the Nazis when the Nazis invaded the, so- so, the former Soviet, Soviet Union on June 20th of 19, uh, 1941. And then was there literally bell to bell, June 20th, 1941, until May 8th of 1945. So but, he fought for the whole war and survived. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Did he ever talk about it? He talked about it a lot, actually, with me. Yeah, it was very nice. We, we were very, I was an only grandchild. 
And we were very close. Yes. Wow. And he was this handsome man. He was a history professor. So he had. He How had, cool. Yeah. A very, very smart. What did he do? Was he like infantry, tanker? What did he do? Uh, no, he was artillery intelligence. Artillery intelligence. Yeah. And, and he came in with a rank, I believe, my dad will correct me, of, uh, of lieutenant and came out as a major. So Very nice. Um, and then could have stayed and, and gone, gone up the ranks, but, but left and taught history, actually. So, so you were um, really close to your parents, close to your grandparents. Very close. And the real quick thing, a second aside about my grandfather, he was on the way to Japan. Because after the war with Germany, was after Germany yeah. capitulated, you know, the, the U, U, USA and the former Soviet Union were fighting right. against Japan. And it was only because Truman dropped the bombs right. that he got to come home. Saving, so, saving at least 600,000 Marines. At least. And who knows how many Russians millions. and civilians and Japanese. Millions. That's the, that was the right. calculation. So my gra- as a family, we've always been very thankful to Harry Truman for Hiroshima and Nagasaki <laughs> right. and ending the war. So um, maybe maybe the Baron wouldn't be here. If the not Baron, for that. if not for that, if not decision. For that. So very close to my whole family, and I call my, my my dad to say goodnight. And usually it's pretty late because he's up late, I'm up late. Sometimes it's one thirty in the morning. So last night I called him after the speech. My my, my folks were a little worried because they saw the idiot the crazy protesters, stuff. the craziest. Yes. Because it was a long night. It was a long night. And uh, so I gave him a call and I said, hey, I'm home in front. But then, and I was home. And then I get a text. Hey, there's a little bit of a get-together going on. COVID compliant, of course. Uh, no, no, COVID compliant. Everybody's yeah, listening. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, and I said, you know what? YOLO. You only live <laughs> once. All right. And off I went with uh, with my friend Greg, who you know. who's, who's running. So you were at home. You done the night. You done the convention. Ready for suit, bed. Suit off. Suit off. And then he gets the bat signal. And I got and the it's bat time signal. To go. And then and it was just, it was a little get together. And it was most people who were around. People were dressed up. And I, I was in jeans and a polo shirt. A different one. A blue one. So, um, But it was a blast. So to answer so your question. You what did you do? Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to disclose the location, but let's, uh, let's say that it has a similar last name to the president of the United States. It, and it ha- could have been the center of the post office in D.C. It just could have been. It could been. have been. It could have been could in have, the past life. It could have been the old and post office. And was it office. fun? It was, it was so boring, we, we ended up coming home <laughs> at 6 a.m. <laughs> I tell you, my hat is off. My hat is doffed because you're in fine fighting form. Well, fine you know, fighting form. That's not my first rodeo. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it's not his first convention. And yeah, you, I could not. I was so energized by the night, in all seriousness. Yeah. I wasn't going to go to bed anyway. Of course. I mean, that, the, you were there. I was there. It was so wonderful to be there together. We didn't see we each other. We couldn't connect. Texting. We were yes. texting. Like, where are uh, you? Oh, maybe right. the big tree, Secret Service guys. You're on the other side. And I'm so glad that w- this is our 30th episode. Yes. We haven't missed one, even when I'm on vacation, you're on vacation. And this week, we waited till... It was all over. Four incredible nights, we and to. we were there in the White House on the South Lawn listening to the president. Jumbo screens for the incredible videos. Yes. Okay, so um, I, I've got one cut we'll talk about later. That's my favorite part of the evening. Let, let's start because this is a podcast since last week. Let's talk about the whole convention. Let's talk about the fact that um, there was no bump for Biden. So... The comparison conventions yeah. actually can be summed up very easily. You look at what happened after Biden's completely Zoom call. <laughs> pathetic Zoom call, socialist news fest, sad speech even at the end. It just kind of faded away. And then you look what happened last night in Washington, D.C. With those fireworks. Oh, my God. I, I thought it was going to be a couple of fireworks. Right. And it just kept on going. And, and, and the 2020 in the, the sky. The Trump 2020. Are you kidding me? <laughs> at, that was that is the comparison between us as Republicans right. and Americans who love this country, 
and the left radicals who want to tear this country down, who don't stand really for anything but far-left radicals. Those fireworks, the, the grand old flag playing, all Just the Americanos. celebrating music. America. It was so exciting. And it was, you know, you and I have been around politics a long time, and, and we've been in Trump world for a long time. And I've had the honor of working on 16 on the inaugural at White House uh, and now with the campaign. That moment with the fireworks and the first family standing up there was one of the happiest moments for me, to be honest with you. It was one of the happiest. Let, let me share with you. Let me because So we, we spent the whole night looking at the White House from right. the lawn. The two dark, giant jumbo screens for the beginning of the convention with the pre-recorded speeches from others like Mitch McConnell and, and you know, uh, incredible speech from the widow of David and Dorn. Dorn. I mean, not, not a dry eye in the house. Stunning. And, and then... The, the Mueller family whose who daughter the, the was... Kaylee. And then the first family comes in, members of the cabinet, the vice president, the first lady, and then the president. And, and we're, we're, we're facing the White House... Listening to the president talk, talks for seventy minutes, I was sweating like a dog. I mean, I was so it was hot. so hot. He, he was just like he, totally cool as a cucumber for seventy cool as a cucumber, minutes. Right, uh, amazing. Making speech. jokes, going off script a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, yeah, a little bit of a kind of a wink. Yeah, you know, when, when it's the hug and the kiss with yeah. Biden, like uh, it was hilarious. And then it all ends, and then suddenly, boom! Behind us. From the Washington Memorial, the fireworks start. And everybody, there's what, 1,500 of us, 2,000, yeah. turn around and we're, we're watching the fireworks, which are stunning because I thought it was just going to be a couple of fireworks. No, it went on and on and on. And then halfway through the fireworks, I looked behind me and nobody disappeared. The whole first well, family, stayed. the president stayed there in line with us watching the fireworks. It and it was such a good feeling. It was so wonderful. So I was, if you're looking at the stage to your left, so stage right, uh, and I was right by those jumbo screens, and then I had the opportunity when they started to go to the lawn and look from the lawn. It was nice. really unobstructed. I was standing with some of our former colleagues from the White House and clapping along to the music. It, it was, you know, you know how the Dems say, oh, the protests are like a party atmosphere and, and, and it's like a carnival. This really was a celebration. It was. it was so exciting. It was so uplifting. It was so positive. The opera singer came on. The family stayed for that. It was, again, the comparison of the two speeches, Biden in some empty dungeon somewhere, struggling not to pass out for whatever it was, 15, 20 minutes. And the president of the United States in front of the White House, with the, he pointed, he's like, what building is that? It's the White House. <laughs> with the flags, with the jumbotrons, with his family, with all of us there, re- delivering the message of here's where we've gone in these last three and a half plus years. And here's where we're going to go in the next four. And Ivanka Trump, by the way, opening for him. Yes. Personal moments. Her kids being there. It was just, it was. The Lego. Don't forget the Lego the White Lego, House. The Lego White House. It was, it, 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 I would say. You know, I, I've been to several of these, and the Cleveland, obviously, freshest in my mind. I'd say this is the best convention ending in recent memory. I, I Look, uh, clearly, it's a different party under President Trump. Clearly, things have changed. Um, we had the Democrat, you know, attack ad snooze fest for eight hours. First night of the Republican convention on Monday... I'm tweeting away watching it, and then I just catch myself halfway through, and I think, okay, I need to zoom to about 30,000 feet and, uh, and admit to people. And I tweeted this out. I said, I am one of the harshest critics of the establishment GOP, as was prior to Trump. But man, oh, man, this convention. No, it came off. I mean, this is, 
This is something I would mm. watch any night. And I'm not a guy who you know, is excited about political conventions because it wasn't about the president. It wasn't about the party. Right. It was about America. America. And it was when they said before they started, our theme is going to be the story of America. I thought that's a bit hokey. But man. That's exactly what, That's it was. what it was. And it wasn't a celebration of the, you know, the Senate the majority leader. It wasn't a celebration of you know, quote-unquote members of the elite. It's that Cuban refugee Alvarez. child, Maximo Alvarez, who says, I've seen socialism. We can't have it come here. It's, it's those black, oh, my gosh, last Daniel night. Cam- those, the, the, Daniel on, the Cameron black, from AG. Oh, the camera. When he stood up, when he stood uh, Oh, you're oh, talking sorry, about... Well, yeah, sorry, talking I'm talking about New Carolina. But but Cameron, the black AG, 32-year-old. And then last night, oh my gosh. I mean, let's talk about New York. The, the black presidents of the housing associations about de Blasio giving illegal immigrants apartments right. before New Yorkers who've waited 15 years and the president comes along and helps them. Right. Wow. That's Lynn Patton's done a good job of it in New York. Uh, I mean, it was just a tr- true stories, Boris. True stories. It was true stories. It was, you know, and, and I know this for a fact, there was a huge Trump imprint on this convention, right? A lot of people we know well were working. So this was not just the, you know, the RNC in a silo. This was no, truly no, no, a team no, no. effort. And 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 the president himself and the first family played a huge role in, in 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 approving the plans and and how it looked and just compare the two again. You had these terrible Zoom calls from you know Michelle Obama's in her home. You can't even see Biden anywhere around. You know you had you had the Clintons hiding in their basement in in, in Chappaqua, and then the beautiful setting of where most of the speeches the were. Mellon Auditorium, the Mellon Auditorium with the flags, but then also. Even though videos were so high, it's high production. They were incredible. Crisp, they were high quality. It was uh, it was really wonderfully done. And there were some other, you know. So my my one through top ten moments are all from okay, last I, night. Okay, I need to know. I need to know what are your favorites from the convention. Let's talk about last night as well. So for last the convention in general. So favorite. last night, top ten moments, uh, and, okay. and all having to do with uh, Ivanka Trump, but President Trump, and then the fireworks. My other top moment, I've got to tell you, and 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 this is who we are as Republicans. We have a sense of we have a sense of humor. We enjoy a good time, and 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 we could appreciate when good press is made. I thought Kimberly's speech was Kimberly Gifford's speech was awesome. Wow! And that ending that with was, the that... best is yet to come. It's amazing. You've heard <clears throat> you've heard that phrase resonate throughout the week. Right. Uh, Ivanka said it. The president said it. And it's really the best is yet to come in the way that Kimberly got there and got excited. And you, it, it was, it, you know, it was truly energetic. It showed energy that the Democrats don't have. So that was a really top moment for me. I thought that was awesome on Monday. All the speeches of the Trump family, Don Jr., Eric, Laura Trump, Tiffany Trump, Ivanka Trump, of course. Wonderful, strong personal a mix of political you know you know don has always hit it hard you know yes. he does, we've interviewed him i interviewed him when i sat in for you i've interviewed him uh when i was at sinclair you know how he you know you don't mess with don he's jr. a born politician yeah, yeah you don't you don't mess with don jr eric a combination of politics and personal tiffany a little more personal and then ivanka again a combination it uh, the family really spoke so you know, so emotionally about about their dad, and then the first lady speech. We spoke about it when I was on your show on Wednesday. You know, and last night was a celebration. It was a, it did have a little bit of a positive carnival atmosphere, right? Yeah. It had, you know, in in a way, 
the Tuesday event, having the ability for me and the, and the honor of being one of about a hundred people to to be oh, the first lady to be at the at the White House for the first lady speech at the Rose Garden. I'll tell you this. Um, uh, and I spoke to I, I talked to my, I was talking to my parents about this. You know, we came here as immigrants, as you did. It, it, I was 11 in the early 90s, and we lived in a small apartment. There was five of us: me, my parents, and my grandparents, and my mom's mom lived a couple blocks away in Brooklyn. We didn't have much, you know. My dad bought an old Oldsmobile Forenza that, that overheated uh, on, on his on his way home. You know, I had about a billion miles on it, and when you did a second car, he bought another one of the same. Oh, you know, funny. for my mom, we didn't have much, you know. And to go from that to be sitting three rows behind the president of the United States, the vice president, the second lady, and being there for the first lady speech with my name on the chair was. A moving experience. What do your parents say when, when, when they see you there on the TV and in the White House? There's, uh, I, there's pride there. There's pride there, you know. And uh, But, you know, I'm as proud of them as, as they are of me. And I'm, I'm sure you had the relationship with your parents, too. You know, in the end, what we are and who we are is a product of what our parents did, the right. sacrifices. They, I mean, the bravery that your parents showed in getting out of, you know, totalitarian regimes, Right. And, and the bravery my parents showed in, in picking up their families and their elderly parents, and their young kid and getting out of the the rubble of socialist and communist Soviet Union. You know, that is not easy. That yeah. is not easy. And but it's you know, what I'm trying to say is it's a huge testament to our parents, what they did and the risks they took. And, but it's also such a testament to this country. It's because such it's only a in testament this country, to America. Only in this country. Only in America. It's, it, I tell this, and I wrote this in my second book that came out after I left the White House. I will never forget. It is, it is burnt on my, 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 my cortex of my brain that morning after the inauguration, Saturday the 21st of January 2017, where I went to the West Wing, went into the White House, got my blue badge, and then I just stopped and I said, I wasn't an American citizen six years ago. I was naturalized five years ago. I wasn't born here. I've got a funny accent. And we're both of us working for right. the most powerful man in the world. At yeah, the White House. At the White House. And that doesn't happen in France. That doesn't happen in, you, know, you name a country. No. You, you got the wrong accent. You didn't, you didn't study in Paris. You didn't go to Sorbonne. You don't go to Sorbonne. Forget it. Oxford, Cambridge. Right, forget it. Here in America, whether you're, you know, Ben Carson in in, in a single, right. you know, f- f- uh, mother, uh, you know, uh, uh, she, she's raising her kids by herself and she can't read, but she says you must because you're going to succeed and you become one of the world's most famous neurosurgeons and then a member of Trump's cabinet. That's America. And that's what we celebrated. Jerron Jerron Smith Ger- with his personal yeah. story. Yeah. And and here's the thing, right? If you look at the backstories, and in a lot of ways, your story, my story, could be more, could not be more different than the story of Ben Carson and John Smith. But it's united. Yeah, it's united in a way right. of an American ordeal, an American story, yeah. an Amer- you know, an American path. You know, so and before we want, I do just want to say thanks to my parents for all their support. You just brought up, and I'm sitting here thinking about it. You know. Uh, there's not a we, we wouldn't be here. There's otherwise. not a podcast that goes by. There's not a radio, TV hit, to radio hit or TV hit. You know, and no matter what TV it is, they'll watch whatever. <laughs> C-SPAN 32, and I'll get a, I'll get positive feedback. So, mom and dad, I love you and, and thanks so much. Um, so, it, yeah, you know, in terms of favorite moments, I will tell you, I, it was it was just such a wide array. Tim Scott was so amazing on yes. Monday. Um, Nikki Haley did a good job. 
this it, there was a true representation last night. I will tell you though that that I will never forget. I think, and I know I will never forget sitting there in the White House on the lawn and watching Ann Dorn talk the, about you, talk about. Sorry, her you just did it. Stop. You just did Vulcan mind melt. Sorry, I was just about to. <laughs> I was just about to say, I tweeted it out last night. I took a photograph, and I, I, I just, it just magically caught that moment when she closed her eyes, right? When she was thinking, when that captain of police came to the door and said, "He's, he's gone. Your husband has been killed." I didn't mean to do this politically, but I just, as a statement of, of visceral emotion, I tweeted out that photograph of her. And I said, this could be the moment where this woman has facilitated, has won the re-election of Donald Trump and won the re-election for everyone who loves America. Because right. it's not about politics. No. It's about that woman's story. That, that oh, just... I, you know, I actually didn't know that they, that these disgusting killers live streamed. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and saw it. You saw the video? Yeah. Goodness gracious! Yeah. Is it graphic? Yeah, he's lying on the on the pavement, bleeding out. And they, do you see? Them? Did he shoot him? Is that on video? Uh, I saw the part where he's dying. I didn't see the shooting. And what are they? Are they screaming? No, somebody's trying to get him help. The, the the I think the guy Lee who owns the pawn shop is saying get get help. I'll tell you this: I was sitting there thinking about it, and 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 God rest David Dorn soul. And by the way, David Dorn's life mattered. Yeah, you know his life mattered. Yeah. These idiots running around D.C. today and you know protesting, and these idiots who are Last attacking, uh, you know, attacking Representative Mass who lost both his legs in combat, <laughs> attacking Rand Paul, attacking elderly people. You know they don't care about anyone's lives. Let's be honest; they're just looters and rioters and criminals. Okay, David Dorn was was a police captain, he was a chief of police, seventy seven years old, retired. He's a good man. Told the, pol the the security company, call me when right. my friend's shop alarm is up. Call him. Right. Yeah, 2 a.m. in bed, and I'll go check it out. And I was sitting there thinking about her and what strength it took. Yeah, to do that. To do that. It, this didn't happen a year ago. It oh. didn't happen two years ago. Right. It happened in June. Yeah. And she's up there because she, because, and, and I, I'm not going to put words in Andorin's mouth. She made, she said everything there is to say. Her message of this matters, that she, with her heart, does not want others to go through what she went through. Yes. Was, was It really cut through. It cut through for me, and I tweeted it late last night, you know, I, I, that I'm not going to forget David Dorn. His life, his life mattered. I'm not going to forget. And it's very interesting to me that the NBA and the, uh, you know, and the WNBA, you know, yeah. for the two people who watch it, and the MLS are canceling games because of what happened in Milwaukee, which from everything I see was absolutely, all, all, you know, that was a mistake. The police acted wrongfully from right. what we know uh, you know that was a terrible incident but why didn't the nba you know, want to go and high and i know they weren't playing at the time but why didn't they express the same you know disdain and the same anger at david dorn being killed or anybody who's a democratic leader right just one statement just one statement that his life mattered too right would make a difference i know I, I think it would make a difference for her it it, it, it is you know we're not really well Mainstream media doesn't want us to think in this country right now, right? They don't want us to think. They don't want us to compare. They don't want us to analyze. But analyze why a George Floyd who was murdered, it was terrible, full stop. 
why George Floyd gets several funerals and murals painted of him. Yes. But why doesn't David Dorn? Right. Why doesn't David Dorn? What's the you know what what's the difference? The only difference I see is that one issue was taken up as a political tool, and the other and the that's the murder of George Floyd. I'm saying murder, and I mean it full stop. Mm-hmm. But the murder of David Dorn is not convenient. It doesn't for serve, Joe Biden. It doesn't serve their purpose. It's not convenient for the a holes at CNN. No, the, the narrative it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit their narrative. The narrative, oh, these are peaceful protests. Wow, literally. These there's the buildings are on fire, but this is mostly peaceful. Mostly peaceful. It doesn't fit that narrative, and you know, I and I maybe she's a fan of yours or ours, and 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 somehow we'll hear this. I just want to thank Ann Dorn, you know, and 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 wish her strength. Good for you. Wish her strength. She seems like a wonderful woman and strong uh, woman. And her and her kids and and her and David Dorn's kids and grandkids. I wish them strength and, and all the best and, and may his memory you know, be with them for a long time and it'll be with us because we are we are going to remember no and i and i expect i think the president will probably do something for that family yes. um let's talk about the people who you mentioned let's talk about the crazies so uh i don't know what happened to you 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 got back home then you went out uh, and, and celebrated last i went night. the other way did you go so i was lucky i was coming off the lawn last night with my wife and the secret service said don't go that way which right. is the way we came in because they said there are hundreds of protesters right. there so we went out through west exec the, the so, way. Did, so that's why i went right. that's how i was used to go so it was right. easy. i knew the i knew the way right. by my old parking spot right exactly i walked past the you know the, the, the old parking uh, spots for us um, and we walked out the gates there um, onto, um, what is it, 15th, 17th, anyway. And we we get, got to get home. We got to get a car. We got to order an Uber. And we didn't realize this, but, you know, the, right. the, the MPD, the Metropolitan Police Department, had shut down the, the, the blocks and blocks of central D.C. I mean, at least three blocks out. So there's no way a car could pick, pick us up. And we're, like, standing there. As we're standing there, this is my story I'm going to tell on the radio today. We are surrounded by people trying to leave, Secret Service agents, and mostly black officers from the Metropolitan Police Department. And there are a handful of protesters, and one of them, I truly think psychotic, uh, is on a bicycle. And for 10 minutes, he's circling, literally in the faces, circling the MPD officers, and telling them, resign now, you effers, right? And you're the racists. Black officers, resign now, you effers. And just screaming it for minutes and minutes at a time. And then eventually, we, we have to get home. And one of the security liaison guys says, uh, that you're not going to get picked up here. The cars can't come in here. And it signs us huge black guy. I mean, he must have been about seven foot tall, who escorts us all the way down to Constitution to pick up a vehicle, and looked after us. So we we got home safely. But, but Boris, when when has that happened at a Democrat convention? When when have supporters of conservatism been racially abusive to those people who are protecting? A political event that's essential to the way we function as a republic. What happened? This is who the left are. Yeah, this is who they are. They are hateful. They are racists, and and they're deranged. 
And you know what? It comes from the top. Because t- Kamala Harris came to D.C. yesterday and had her terrible speech that nobody really picked up. Kamala Harris on Twitter today uh, saying, uh, you know, it's good to march for justice and all that. But where the where is the leadership of the Democrat Party saying, do not attack? Yeah. Well, no, hang on, we have the opposite. We have Maxine right. Waters right. saying harass people. Right. We have Eric Holder, former Attorney right. General, kick them when they're down. Don't, right. don't, don't, you know, don't help them. Kick them when they're down. Right. We have Obama himself, when president, saying, right. get in their faces. How long is this going to last, Boris? Are we, are we condemned to this insanity on the left? No. It's going to, uh, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. I'm the Baron, but I'm sometimes the Baron Oracle. <laughs> I think that it's probably going to last not too long after President Trump is reelected. I think this but is. But could going- it get worse? Couldn't it possibly get no, worse? I think this the is derangement the, just clicks even more. I think this is their last stand. I think this is their last stand. And then what happens? The, suddenly the Democrats say, oh, this is wrong and condemn, well, condemn no, it? They'll, no, they'll keep fracturing and they'll keep being a mess. They're, they really, truly will. But, you know, if you look at history, right, it's always important to look at history. This is not the, and for those of you who are worried and scared, we've been here before. This is not the first time. Okay. You know, you had the the Vietnam War. You had Kent State with with people getting shot. We got riots all over the, all over the country, all over the country. You are similar, maybe worse, maybe not as bad as we have now, but terrible riots in the uh, in '68. There's upheaval all in this country. You know, every every so often, it, it it that's that's just the nature of it. It happens, right? Uh, and then it it comes, and then it goes, and then it comes back. I think that this is one of those moments. And what happened in 68 is Nixon won. Now, upheaval continued. And then there was you know, the Watergate, obviously. And then, but then there was a little bit of a moment. There was a, it was a calm. Ford came in. There was a calm. And the economy went, went, to, you know, went, went down the toilet. But things settled in a little bit. They settled down. I think once President Trump wins and, and there's a nail in the coffin of, of the Trump resistance movement, you know, resist this, right? <laughs> the, the left is going to turn on itself because they're going to have to decide, well, who's our next leaders? Mm-hmm. Is it AOC? Is it, or is it Kamala Harris who does not, you know, who's, who will do anything and say yeah. anything to win right. and she's not authentic? And, and that's going to happen with the Democrats, I think, after, after this loss Let, that we expect. Okay. But that, that's, that's my true sense. The other option, the other option is that this is the start of an avalanche of Antifa and BLM moving on this country and attacking this country. But here's the bottom line. I believe the number is something like, I think there's 600,000 hunting permits issued in the state of Michigan, I believe, every year. So if BLM and Antifa really think that they're going to make a major move on this country. Yeah, I know who's going to win. I think if, we all, if it goes there, I we think know. we all know who's going to win. Okay. So they're, you know, they're they're messing with the bull, right? Let let me push back, if I may, um, because you know you always bring the value added with this historical perspective, your your love of you know learning from history, and and one of these things is not from me. I I, I just steal it from one of our regular guests, Victor Davis Hanson. So yes, we've seen turmoil. Yes, we've seen violence on the streets. But there's two things that are different in this instance. Number one. Back in the 60s, wherever the violence was occurring, the local politicians, even if they were Democrats, did not condone it. They would condemn it. 
They would condemn it. And they'd try to get a grip or call the president and say, hi, we need the National Guard. They wouldn't be complicit or actually... Just, you know, facilitating Jacob it. Jacob Fry, Minneapolis, right. Jenny Durkin, exactly. Seattle. Jacob saying, oh, we have the best city in the world. Mayor de Blasio, the joke so, in New York. So, yes. n- number one, we don't have local complicity. Second, and I'm going to use John Lewis we and Nancy Pelosi. You don't have national figures who have broken the unwritten compact from the Mayflower and then through the Civil War, the transition of power and the will right. of the people is to be respected. John Lewis, the civil rights activist, who until his dying day said this president, quote, is illegitimate. Nancy Pelosi, we used the audio three times this week, who said just a few days ago, the president is an enemy of the state. And those who support him in the Republican Party are enemies of the Constitution. Have we had that before, Boris? We've had that on the fringes, but we haven't had it like it is On now. the national level of the party. The national level of the party. And we've had impeachment, right? Yeah. Bill Clinton was impeached, right. not removed. But the reason Bill Clinton wasn't removed and the reason it all sort of settled in was Gerald Ford, actually. He was, played a big, big role in that. As a former Republican president. And there was even a sense, let's be honest, throughout that impeachment that he was never going to get removed. Even the, the Republicans, they went through the process. They impeached him correctly for, for you know. That, crimes. He, he committed the crimes. That's right. just what happened. And, and, but it was obvious he was not going to get removed. And once it was done, it was done. And the country was allowed to move on. The Democrats don't want to do that. They went through the sham impeachment, which was total BS, and we know it. The president, of course, won the trial in the Senate. And as, as we all knew he would. and But the Democrats haven't stopped. They've continued going. Now, again, I hope that this win on November 3rd for the President of the United States will put a coffin into these movements of, for now, will put a nail into that coffin for now, because there's going to be such a huge amount of sadness from the left. They are going to be dispirited, right, by, by, by this loss, because... You know, they were energized in a way by the loss in 16. You lose again. Crisis time. It's crisis time. You've got, you got to look inside. The leader, and also the leaders of the, of the Democrat Party are Bernie Sanders, who's a billion years old. You've got uh, Joe Biden, you know, and then you've got Nancy Pelosi. Right? But where so, are the normal people? Do they have a bench of normal people? No, they don't have a bench of normal people. No, they used to, guys like Heath Schuller, right, the former NFL quarterback, was a blue dog Democrat. He's a normal guy. I know Heath. He's a friend of mine. We disagree on some things. We agree on other. He's a man of God. He's a religious man. He's a family man. He's a wonderful guy. Okay, sure. We disagree on on, on some things, but he was a no, normal Democrat, you know. On politics, not personally. Bill Clinton was was a pragmatist. Was a pragmatist. Yes. Okay. Right. That's the, gone. Gone. Right. Gone. 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 Goodbye. Good night. And good luck. Gone. As much as Joe Biden's apprehension over data is. Okay. It, there's just there's nothing left for the Democrats as they are right now. But French. And as they move closer and closer and closer and closer to that French, the better it is for us, but not for political power hunger reasons, right. as the Democrats think, but for America. Yes. Because Republicans in power means a couple of few things. <laughs> it means low taxes. It means strong national security, fair trade deals, strong borders. That's what it means when Trump Republicans, Trump Republicans are in power. Right. Not let's go all over the world and start a billion wars. Right. Not the swamp. Republicans. But uh, that's what it means. So 
you know, as we wind up these two weeks of the DNC and the RNC, and we go into the sprint, we go into the sprint that is now from here to the general election, I think this president is unbelievably positioned. You look at the polls, they're all moving his way. There was no bump for anti-bump for Joe Biden, Joe as we Biden. started talking about at the beginning of the, of the podcast. And then I, I fully expecting, unless the, the polls are skewed, for there to be a serious bump for President Trump coming out of this convention because it was an actual convention. Right. It was a convention to the point that the networks had to carry that extra half hour that Biden couldn't even fill. Okay? <laughs> and you're going to have the president of, on the road again. He's going yes. to New Hampshire today. Big. The president of the United States is going to be all over this country, and the vice president will as well, delivering that message. And the vice president, by the way, did a great job at Fort McHenry. What a historic setting. So a, a strong speech on national pitch security. Perfect. Pitch perfect. Pitch perfect. Comparing and contrasting the Trump America, Trump Pence America First policy with Biden, who didn't want to kill Osama bin Laden. Yeah, let's just remember that. Uh, and who thinks that it wasn't a good idea for the president to actually deal with the threats we face? Because you know, China, the rise of China. Come is on, a good man! Thing. Come on, man! It's a good thing. Come on, man! Come on, Hunter. Man. China money, money. good. Kasim Soleimani, why would we kill that guy? He's only murdered scores of Americans. Come on, man. <laughs> Did you see, by the way, Joe Biden on TV on MSNBC? Did what? He, he was trying to read a quote from Kellyanne Conway, which he butchered, uh-huh. trying to claim that Kellyanne said that the riots are good for us, which she did not say. She, she literally said that. Come on. The, 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 come on, man. But he didn't couldn't remember the quote. So this is live TV. There's yeah. a video of this. So he take, he's got his paper with him, and he's like this. And he's looking down, and then she said, and then rise. The whole time he's looking down. It was wow. crazy. I, and then there's some guy in the back of him, like, hammering something or sticking something up on the wall. I've never seen anything okay, like that. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. You've got to check it out. Yeah, it's not a deep fake. He it's remi- real. It's real. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Having I, I didn't live through this because I was so young, but but having lived in the Soviet, at the end of the Soviet Union, seeing the old videos, Joe Biden looks like one of those. Oh, like Chernenko, like Chernenko, the, the octogenarians in the right. Politburo in Correct. the 1980s. When they, one dies, right. they're, they're in office for three weeks right. until the next one gets. Brezhnev on drop of Chernenko. When they had to hold <laughs> Chernenko, literally spent a year in the hospital. They made it look like an office. And they will hold them up. And like, the, you know, the, Weekend the, of Bernie's the in the harvest, Soviet Union. The harvest has been good. You know, <laughs> the five-year plan is still great. It's still they're, great. They're, they're like, Comrade Chernenko. It's already been ten years. You know, he was like, I'm proud to announce that it's a nice. 1967. Well, that's the 80s. The paradise so, but, is just around the corner. No joke, though. That's what Biden what looks it like. like. Yeah, you know, and and, and we're here having fun. But but, but but it's because he started when he was at school as a kid, right? That, it's just that. the stutter. I mean, as I was told by that liberal at dinner, it's because he stutters. He had to stutter, so now he doesn't know what day it is. Okay, <laughs> so, so that's how it it's works. You have, Dr. Boris. Ac- you have an accent. You must not know your wife. From another relative, like you clearly. Know, I mean, it's all what it's they, all Super like Tuesdays the same thing. Super Tuesdays, Thursday. It's all because of <laughs> hairy stomach. legs. Don't forget <laughs> the kids like to pat them down. Racism. You ain't black. All Racial black jungle. The same. My kids are not going to wake up in a and racist by the way, jungle. Kentucky AGD young Cameron did such a good job and that guy's Joe going Biden. places and dating uh, Joe. When Biden. he looked in the camera and said, "You don't get to tell right. me who I vote for because of my skin right. color." Wow. Vernon Jones, Jack Brewer. Hey, I, mean, can, I forgot to mention, I, I, I've never heard of this guy before, and he's only got like 5.1 million followers on Twitter when I checked him out. 
Dana White was great last night. You heard of Dana White? The UFC guy. Do they not like UFC uh, 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 across the pond? We had no rules. We played rugby. I mean, that was our UFC. That guy was amazing. Dana's a beast. Dana's great. But it was so on point. A good friend of the On point. Yes. The stuff was was just like common sense. What do you mean defund the police? Who's going to protect you? Well, the thing that Dana White knows is that he's got he's built a sport pretty much from nothing. Okay, so he's able Super to success. to tap in, uh, you know, to the real vortex of America, the zeitgeist. Right, he gets it. He gets right. it. So he talks to America. He does like the president, right? Like the president who gets. The he zeitgeist. doesn't talk to Joe Biden <laughs> sitting in Rehoboth Beach right now. By the way, I'm hearing, and I know some people who are, are intel, in Rehoboth. fresh I've got intel, some intel from Rehoboth. And by the way, if anybody wants to go be in Rehoboth with some Trump signs, that's up to you all, okay? <laughs> I'm hearing that there's kids on the boardwalk in Rehoboth with Trump, like, Hannah tattoos. You know? Yeah, the temporary tattoos. Funny. Yeah, they're, they're, the, the Rehoboth is becoming a Trump town because Joe Biden is camped out in the bunker oh, over there. That's delicious. Yeah. That's so too funny. I'm hearing that, and if anybody else wants to go so around. So are we, are we going to get our Hannah Trump tattoos, Boris, this weekend? I think we do. I'm going to get mine on my forehead. On oh, your forehead? My forehead, all right, yeah. All right. Very cool. I want one with an anchor like Popeye. There like you go. That. Nice. All right. So we, we have great positivity coming out of the convention. Incredible night last night. But, and I'm not being a wet blanket, I just want to make sure, 66 days to go, guys. And every single one of you has a role to play. If you haven't volunteered, go to TrumpVictory.com. Check out DonaldJTrump.com. Make calls for the president trumpvictory.com because 66 days Boris in politics is a lifetime it's a lifetime well it's a lifetime but it's also going to go so quickly it will go quickly but we don't take anything for granted we could not take it for granted we've got to be on point we've got to we've got to move we've got to move fast to secure as many votes for us as possible meaning get as many people supporting us as possible it's interesting we we said separate things he said it's a lifetime I said it's not it's a combination of both really we are going to blink. Oh, it'll be, it'll be like that. I mean, think about this. We're sitting here, what, it's August 28th? Did, does June 10th or June 20th, <laughs> June 20th right. or June 28th seem right. like it's a long time ago right. to you? Yeah. Seems yeah. like two right. seconds it's ago. It's crazy, you're right. Seems like two seconds ago. Yeah. When I, when I was appointed to the Trump campaign beginning of June, does that seem like a long time ago? Wow, you're right. It's two seconds ago. Right. So it'll go fast. A lot will change, <clears throat> but we have but to. But we have to work. We have to work. We Go to vote.donaldjtrump.com. Text MAGA to eight eight zero two two. Text MAGA to eight eight zero two two. It that's and that will take you to a voter registration. Um, Perfect uh, uh, voter registration interface. MAGA text MAGA to eight eight zero two two. Eight eight zero two two. Text MAGA to eight eight zero two two, and you will be able through there to go and register and and support the president. That's what's most important right now. Of course, donations are important, but really. Which is the mm. president's mm. pack? The pack. I can't talk about that. Oh, okay. So, the, the way campaign laws work, okay, is that because I'd let you. On no, the, on our I don't. I, I wouldn't want to get anybody <laughs> in trouble. So, okay, I'm a, I'm a strategic advisor with a campaign. Excuse me, <clears throat> I'm a strategic advisor with a campaign. See the voices going because we're up. You, you need a cigar. I really? need a cigar. I'm gonna have one tonight. <laughs> um, I'm a strategic advisor with the campaign. I'm focused on the campaign. Folks could go on, on, on the internet and go find... Go to DonaldJTrump.com. And, and, and go to DonaldJTrump.com. If you need to find your other entities, that's available on the internet. But the main way to support the president is to go to DonaldJTrump.com yep. to vote. Volunteer. To text, text MAGA to 88022. 
and really get your support out. Get for people the registered. That 88022 will take you to a registration interface. There's also obviously links to donate to the campaign, which is so important. In the end, your money matters, right? You need you spend money to buy ads. But yeah, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a mix of so much will change. And think about how much changed between August 28th Coronavirus. of 2016 yeah. and, and then November right. of 2016. Right. August, 20, August 20th of 2016, where we're still talking about Kazir Khan. <laughs> yeah, you know? right, Who, right. by the way, I think made an appearance at the DNC Snooze Fest. I think Seriously? I saw him there for a second. I missed that. I missed uh, it was that. a Zoom call. So, and then I would think about everything we went through and then the election in November. So, so much, a lifetime will happen, but it will go by in a Quickly. blink. It will go by in a blink. But I'm urging everybody to support the president and make your support known. Yes. Don't just sit at home. Don't just plan to go vote. Be brave. Look, support just, the president. Just look at Anne Dawn. Right. Her husband Dorn. killed yes. just yes. weeks ago. Yes. And she can talk to all America about the stakes involved. If she can do that after what's happened to her, my gosh, can't we all do that? If I, I, I'm just going to add one more speaker. <laughs> Sister Deidre yes. Byrne. I call her Colonel Byrne. When she came on stage, I thought this is going to be low energy. It's going to be super polite. It's going to be very safe. And that woman, oh, my gosh. And I thought after that speech, I'm a nobody. I mean, that's courage to be a Catholic nun to say, I believe not just, I'm not just pro-life, I'm pro-eternal life. Yes. To stand up there and talk for the most vulnerable in society at the Republican convention. If, if they can do that, everybody listening to this podcast can be part of the MAGA team that gets the president reelected if we do our best. Absolutely. There are so many people who showed bravery, so many people who stood up this, this, during this week, people of all backgrounds, all origins, people, are, people Rick Grinnell, the, the first, the first, first gay cabinet, cabinet member, member. Appointed, appointed Donald Trump. You know, the hateful Jerry Reed said something last night to the effect of, oh, the Republicans trotted out black people just to make themselves feel better about white nationalism. I don't know how she... How, that's, so, that's so racist. It's racist, A, and it's just completely intellectually corrupt. It makes literally no sense. Yeah. Literally no <laughs> right, sense. Right. It just, it, it's liberals talking to Americans and trying yeah. to just put garbage into their minds. Okay? Which, means, which means we should only have white speakers. Right. right. Which means they're the racists. Right. It's it incredible. It, well, well, you know what she's really doing. She's calling. She's calling the African American supporters yeah. of the president, including people like Uncle Gordon, Tom's. No, she's calling him Uncle Tom. Oh. That's what she's doing, which and is racist. Per, which is racist, and it's perpetuating hate and perpetu- perpetuating anger and perpetuating violence. I've, you know, Bruce Lavelle, for example, is a top is a top surrogate for us. Been a supporter of the president's, a good friend of mine. He's told me some of the things that he's called. I can't say him here. Okay, and I'll tell you this: Uncle Tom is. Is one of the softest. Oh yeah, it's the same with my colleague Larry Elder. It's it, 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 that's it, the nice stuff they it, say. It's mind blowing. It's right. disgusting. Uncle right. Tom's disgusting, right? But the things that are said, yes, the N word, everything else. Right. It's just it's disgusting. And again, it goes all back to the point of this: that this narrative that Republicans and conservatives are, are somehow exclusive, and 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 somehow disdainful of of members of any creed, background, sect, ethnicity is just garbage. We are the inclusive party. We are the inclusive movement, the conservative movement. If you like America, if you like low taxes, if you like opportunity, 
If you like working Come hard. Come join us. If you like the police. Pat Lynch yesterday spoke from the New York Amazing. City PBA. Amazing. If you like the police, come on over. Hang out with us. We we are here for you. President Trump, most importantly, yeah. is here for you. And make sure the president gets reelected on November 3rd. We do not want this country to look like Seattle, right. look like Portland. Kenosha. We don't, God forbid, any of us experience what, what Ann Dorn has experienced. Kenosha. There's already dead in Kenosha. People have been killed in Kenosha. Right. Okay? And violence from all sides is wrong. Violence from all sides is, is should be absolutely condemned, and we are condemning it. But the Democrats are not. That's the difference. He is the Baron. Follow him at Boris EP on Twitter. Strategic advisor to the Trump campaign. Go to DonaldJTrump.com and get your briefings at breakfastwithboris.com. I'm Sebastian Gorka, newly minted presidential appointee on the National Security Education Board, host of America First. You can follow me on Twitter at Seb Gorka and our webpage, sebgorka.com. And don't forget, if you like the Battle for 1600, if you enjoy our witty repartee, give us a little review and share your love of this podcast with others. Let's go save this republic. Let's do it. And I'm going to have a cigar to celebrate. Cigar and a little espresso. There you go. (laughs) Absolutely.